Hello and welcome to The Money Honey, the show that brings together women in finance, property and construction. Did you know that only 17% of the workforce within financial services is represented by women? I found that to be an astonishing, scary fact because I have to say, in comparison to seven years ago, or maybe now nearly 10 years ago, when I started in financial services, there was definitely much fewer women. Like they, I would walk into a room and I would be the only female BDM or the only female person in there amongst, you know, 99% of men. But it has got better. I just didn't think it was as low as 17%. So if anyone can correct my uh, statistic, I'd be welcome to that because that's what I recently read about. And I found that to be quite shocking. And this is why The Money Honey uh, exists. This is why I created a podcast to bring women, talented women in the industry together, because there was a post that went out on LinkedIn about how there's just not enough female faces on the screen in particular. So whilst today you might go to an event or a meeting and you do see that balance starting to happen where you do see a, a, an even split or maybe a 60-40 split with women and men. On the screen, however, it's not as visible. You know, women aren't as visible as uh, the men. Apparently, that's what people are saying. So I created this safe space to bring together talented female leaders and whether they are of leadership level or entry level does not matter. I'm just bringing everyone together to get this airtime and uh, this screen time. And today I've invited um, an ex-client, now friend, you know, we've worked together for a little bit, but I genuinely now follow her as someone who has not only taken on board what I've taught her in terms of like social media, you know, we had a, so we did a social media strategy together and we brainstormed some video ideas and she's just doing it. Like this is, you, you think this is a given, but it really isn't. Some people invest a lot of money to get the coaching and training to learn how to do social media and learn how to do video. But then the fear still takes over and they still don't do anything. I know they blame time and, and, you know, sometimes life is busy, but this, this lady is of course insanely busy, but she still makes it a priority to uh, promote her brand and to put herself out there in a very engaging and entertaining way. And that is the very lovely Lindsay Kent from TBK. I want her to tell her story and I'm going to uh, hand over to her in just a moment. So tune in and I can't wait for you to hear from her. Hi, Lindsay. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? Yes, very, very well. Thank you. It's so nice to see you again on the screen because the last time we did this was when we were doing our social media strategy sessions. And then after that, you're so independent and so you just took it on that you just never needed me again. You were just like, all right, bye. I'll just go off and do it. And I'm like, she graduated. What a phenomenal student. <laughs> you say, you say that though. You say I don't need you anymore. Every single time I, I, I hit a blank, I think, what am I going to talk about? Because it happens to all of us. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. We make it look easy, but it's really not. Like, we do it for the benefit of our business, for our exposure and all those things. But being completely honest with you, every time I sit there and I try and plan what I'm going to do, I think, right, what did Rose say? And I, I go back to my notes from 
from our coaching and honestly you still help me every single day with every single post you see you've got input on in one which way or another so trust me it goes and I tell everyone as well they go oh you're so natural in front of the camera nope it terrifies me every single time but I had coaching I had someone encourage me give me the skills to do what I needed to do and and that's how I've reached where I am I wouldn't have been able to have done it without the coaching I had with you in the first place definitely not I'm not a natural at it at all but it's what you taught me to do I, I literally, but Lindsay, it, I know you, thank you. Thank you for recognizing that. I did not realize you were going to say that today. So <laughs> that's made my day. I just remember thinking, how did I get so lucky to, I genuinely mean this, like, how did I get so lucky to land a client as good as Lindsay, like a good student? Like you, you took on board everything I said, week on week, you'd go away and practice and try on everything that I would suggest. And then you'd be good at it. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's really good at it. Like she's actually <laughs> really, she's actually doing it. And all this came about because you heard me at a Connect uh, presentation. Like I, I do the Connect webinars there. And then you got in touch with me and said, you know, we, you know, we need this help in our business. I want to get myself out there, but I want to do it properly. I don't want to come across, you know, but you you are making it fun, you know. Are you enjoying it? Because it's out, it looks yeah. like you are. Yeah, no, I do still enjoy it, definitely. So it's nice to, especially when you work on your own as well, it's, it's, it almost makes you feel less alone by doing it. So by speaking online and, and, and coming up with these videos, it, it creates a talking point. So it's, it generates conversations. So I do, I do enjoy it for that reason as well, because otherwise I'd just be talking to a one high five of myself at the end of the day. So... <laughs> that's that's no good to with that. I high five myself all the time. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, know so, what you mean. No, I do definitely, yeah. definitely do still enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think you've done so well at taking on board the there's there's two main messages that I get from from you, right? And um, one we'll come on to in a minute, but the first one is you make complex stuff because I know you deal with specialists, right? And that's another thing that I've really enjoyed about working with you is that it was something that I could relate to when I first joined in financial services, I did all the specialist cases and yeah, being female in specialist finance, dealing with complex cases, having to really like just be on top of your game and be on form all the time was quite difficult. And I, I, you know, I really struggled to keep up appearances like that. And so I could really relate to you from that perspective. So what you've done with your content is made it really fun and engaging that you've take, I wish, I wish that 10 years ago, I would have done what you're doing now with social media. Mm -hmm. When I was in specialist finance, I wish I would have taken social media seriously then and really started to promote my brand that way. I mm -hmm. eventually got there, but yeah, I wish I would have done that before. It probably wasn't, well, it, TikTok wasn't around then, for example, so I wouldn't have been able to do it. So yeah, one thing that I really admire about you and anyone listening thinking, oh, you know, financial services can be re really boring absolutely not you mm. need to follow Lindsay because mm. she takes a really complex subject and just makes a really good like comical video out of it don't you mm -hmm. yeah essentially so the, so the struggle that I had when I started doing it was just trying to think of content in the first place which you did guide me with but when as you know yourself when you work in a complex field the challenge is to make that come across not complex so with our brand and the way that we do business, we make the process simple for our clients. Everything's streamlined from start to finish. Like it's effortless from their perspective. But trying to explain that is difficult when the topic is complex in the first place. 
because it's quite a daunting thing. Like a lot of people want to become landlords. They they want to invest in property. They want to do all these things, but they think, oh my God, where do I start? Like there's there's so much involved when in reality, when you strip it back to basics, it is quite simple, but it's just my background is complex. So therefore I'm able to do the complex cases. I went straight into a complex brokerage. I never was a broker at a bank or anything like that. I went straight into case management doing the most difficult cases you're ever going to do. So then when I became a broker, I naturally then went into broken specialist cases. Doesn't mean that I don't do like standard cases, like easy ones. Like <laughs> if you're just simple, you want to buy a, a buy to let property. Yeah, great. We do, we do all those as well. But our niche is that we do the complex things. But in reality, we can get all of that under one umbrella. So just because you're slightly more complex, which I, I don't really like the word because it makes you feel like you're out of the ordinary when you're not. Yeah, you, you're an I, issue. You're a problem. <laughs> I would actually. Yeah, exactly. No, what's your problem? Whereas I would actually say the complex cases are actually becoming normal. It's normal to be complex now. Yes. I would say. Yes. So, oh, I was just about to say, is there any normal case or like any no. smooth, simple case these days? Like even just buying a residential property uh, for, for you and your family just doesn't feel straightforward anymore. So everything is getting more and more um yeah, I think complex is the only word I can think of right now. And that could be complex can mean quirky properties, like mm -hmm. unusual builds, um, obviously income styles. It could be, uh, you know, adverse. There's so mm -hmm. many different levels to complex uh, that is exciting, isn't it? It just makes the, the role different every single day. I know it's a headache. Trust me. I know how you're feeling. Mm. Uh, it is like you're reading an email and you have to read it like 16 times. To yeah. Be like, what is this situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And, and where the market is so diverse and every lender is different and every set of criteria is different and lending appetites are different. Nothing really fits as complex anymore because everything is. So they're, yes. they're all complex. Everybody else has got a different situation. I just try and prefer to refer to it as everyone's situation is unique. So therefore, yeah. everyone's situation deserves the time of day to be placed correctly and have the time spent on it to make sure that it's most suitably placed with X lender, Y lender. It's it's really easy to get that wrong. I'm 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 easy, I'm simple, I'm just gonna go to that bank. When in reality, you should have just put yourself under the umbrella of unique and then go and get the best advice you can get. And you're probably gonna get something better out of it. So that's that's the angle I take. For instance, everyone, everyone is complex. I, I am complex because I launched my company in June 2021. So I've been self-employed for less than two years. I am therefore complex. So someone who is standing in front of you in finance, owning my own company, delivering advice on specialist buy-to-let mortgages, I'm complex myself. So that just shows how normal it is to be complex. Yes, I would say yeah, probably, yeah. most people are. So that's I why I, that. yeah. So just trying to normalize that is the angle that I go with because it used to be something to be ashamed of and it's so wrong. And also I find that other advisors can kind of, not you, but like there are advisors out there that make you think that because you're so complex, you're all like the, you're, the situation is so unique. Let's use that word. Cause I prefer that word now mm -hmm. that that situation is so unique. They do come across like, oh well gosh this is going to take me a long time and and then they justify their fee and they put their feet up and up and up mm -hmm. and they say oh yeah and they make out like the client just feels like oh my gosh like I'm I'm such a burden mm -hmm. and you do the opposite you're just like so 
That's yeah. the situation. So, yeah, that's what I do. And I just love yeah, that. It's fun. Like, yeah. You know what? I can relate to that about, I know this is a really random example, right? But go with me here. I have a situation, a little problem with hairdressers about my hair. Because every time I walk in, they're like, oof, oof, oh my God, you want to blow dry? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've got like- There's a lot of it. Yeah, there's a lot (laughs) of it. It's thick and long, but it is just normal hair. Like I'm not a horse. And like, (laughs) you know what I mean? I'm like, it is actually human hair. And they're like, oh yeah, okay, right. Well, how much time do we need? And oh, I think I'm going to have to charge you more. And I was like, that's just- there's within reason so you just end up feeling like they're not very looking forward to doing your case and that's how I can relate to financial Uh services it's like gosh that feels really off-putting when you just feel like a burden Mm -hmm. yeah I try to be complete opposite I I just sort of and and it's not untrue either I enjoy the challenge I quite like it when unfortunately it's not good for them but if someone comes to me and says they've had a bad experience they've been told this, this, and this, they've been told they can't get what they want and it's going to take them X amount of years, need to go away, come. I, I like that sort of scenario because like I said, look, just come here, let's, let's sit down and talk about it and we'll find you something. So I will never send someone away with a no. They'll either, they'll have an option, like 99.9% of the time they, they are given an option. We can do something for you, definitely. But in the rare circumstance where you can't, it's this is what you need to do exactly step by step come back in a month, two months, six months, and we can do exactly this. They're given the tools, the guidance, the strategies to get to where they need to be. That's the difference. But with us, our angle is it's the service we provide. It's the brand that we're portraying. So just because you've spoken to somebody doesn't mean you're going to get charged. So we, we don't charge any fees until we get a mortgage offer for our client. We just don't because in our mind, that's when we've done our job for you. So it allows us to show you that Yes, we've, we've found you the most suitable product. We've also pushed it all the way through to offer. We're not going to take anything from you until we've done that. And that's our niche. So it's quite daunting speaking to anyone in financial services, I think, because you think, oh, well, I need, to, I need to ask all these questions. And the more questions I've got, the more expensive it's going to be because that's someone's time that it's taking up. Whereas for me, it, it's, my, it's my life. It's my brand. It's, it's what I'm growing now for my future. So I want like a client bank that's going to stay with me for life. And any client that comes to me stays with me for life. They don't, they don't go anywhere because this is what they get from me. So they get me on WhatsApp, they get me on whatever they want and they ask me questions all day long because that's that's how I like to do business. So that's the difference here as well. And that, that's what I really like with smaller companies like mine and why I support them because we just do. We, it's, it's from the bottom of our hearts what we're doing because it's what we're passionate about. It's why we took the time to to step back, to set up on our own, to do all these things because it's it's what we're passionate about is what we're is what we're looking to grow and that's that's the feedback I get from my clients is that's what sort of stands us apart from others they don't they don't feel like a hindrance they feel like a burden they don't feel like they're going to have to put their hand in their pocket every time they want to ask you a question sort of thing and and that's where we sort of stand out but I think that's how it how it should be I don't I don't know maybe uh, I but... relate to you I totally totally do. Do you have to be very you, you have to be very entrepreneurial in this mm. space, don't you? Yeah, you do, and it's, it's not all about upfront free. Yes, everyone needs money in their pocket to be able to pay their bills. We're all the same there. Every single one of us has that in common, all of us. And I'm one of those people. So yes, I don't get paid until X amount of time, but that's why I'm building. I understand that, and 
in the long term that will benefit me because that is my niche yes you've got longevity in your business plan in your strategy that organic growth you know giving away all your valuable information and top tips and really just holding that client's hand because you know that in the long run that commitment to you will will, will pay dividends so I can see that I can totally see that so the second thing you do with your content that I want to move over to is you bring without saying it you're doing it right you you actually walk the walk and it's you're bringing more female faces to the screen Mm -hmm. and that's obviously the the theme of the podcast which is about women in finance but I know you uh, don't always see the rosy side to it when you're in it. So, and you've recently been uh, interviewed in the Women in Finance uh, article series that um, Tony Sanchez does, which I love. Can you give us your version of what it's like to be a woman in finance and, and how you see it? You know, the pros, the cons, the highs, the lows. I'm first, I'm, I'm just really proud to be one. And likewise, really proud of anyone who is one. And there's a reason for that. And I find that every woman in finance that people are aware of, which is the main thing, as you were saying earlier, like they're saying the the figures are due to exposure. No one knows we're here. So the ones that are there and the ones that like yourself that are doing so well and people are aware are there are the ones that scream and shout and are charismatic about it and want to be heard. And that's what I find. And all the women in finance that I deal with, BDMs in particular, they're all outstanding. And I feel like we have to be at a level of outstanding and really above any bar to be able to make it. So I think when I think the level that we have to be at to get to this stage in finance as a female is higher than what you have to be otherwise. So it's not attack or anything like that. It's just what I've observed is that the women that are at higher levels in finance and in BDM roles are really good at what they do. Like I would say outstanding at what they do. And they they don't take anything for granted. They know they've worked. You can tell they've worked really hard to be where they're at. You can see that grit. You can see what they've probably had to go. You can tell straight away that someone's had to fight to be where they are. And I think that's that's the difference there. So we're all there. We've got something to prove every single day and we do. And that, that's what sets us apart differently. I think you can see a little bit, uh, it's a really difficult thing to explain without coming across in a different, but it's just my own personal experience. I know I seriously had to prove myself to get to where I am. I fought too for now. I, for being qualified as a mortgage broker, I was qualified before most of my male peers were. I was never promoted. And I could never understand what, what was going on there. So I moved companies so that I could be a broker and that's wrong. That that should never be the case. Like I never understood what happened there and I went and I, would, I did and I'm glad I did it because it taught me how to set up a business because I went and worked for a small company who hadn't done mortgages before. So I set up their mortgage arm, which gave me the tools to sell my own mortgage company. So I'm, I'm really glad that I had the journey I had because it gave me the skills to be where I'm at which I wouldn't have imagined when I first started in the industry, been able to have my own brokerage and say, yes, like this is my company after not being taken. But it's it's those negative experiences that give you the drive to go, you know what? No, like, I can do this. I know I can do this. I'm, I know that I can do it just as good as you, if not better. And I'm going to show everyone that I can. 
But what I find is the women in these positions have all been through very similar things. And we have obviously additional challenges as well. I think people do doubt our ability and that it's not just within the industry, it's out of it as well. So that can be clients. I've had experiences with clients where they'll want what I've said verified by a male colleague. Like it does still happen, but it's something that we're just accustomed to. We just, it's, 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 it's really difficult. We're, we're, we're not even phased by it anymore. I find we're just like, here we go again. Like, and it just makes me want to put on a male voice, which is quite deep anyway, but it makes me put on a, just want to, yes, like you just put the phone down for a minute, pick it up. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. My name's Barry. Yeah, I'm, I'm Lindsay's boss. I can validate what she said, but it, it does, it does happen. It does so still you think happen. you'd still need validate. So what you're saying is, are you not being taken as seriously as you should be? I in think your people role? no, and I think people are curious about me. So I get, I do get approached by people who um, are looking for advice in this field, who are looking to invest in property and things like that. The feedback I get from them is they're surprised that I know how much I actually know. Isn't that an so, insult though? Very much so. That you can't be <laughs> because you want the business. <laughs> so yeah. you, you just roll with it. You roll with it. But I, yeah, I can't enjoy enough, that yeah. really. I don't know if that makes me a little bit sadistic or what, but I'll sit down and I'll go, you you, you don't have any faith in what I'm saying. But by the end of this meeting, you're going to. And it's just it's small wins for you, isn't it? But there's still small wins that you shouldn't have to win. But yeah, it happens you just be like, I can, I'm allowed to speak. I'm, I should be in this meeting speaking my truth and I should be delivering my presentation without having to address the elephant in the room that you're yeah. making, that I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I've I've had meetings and link ups and things with people, different people in the industry, and like equity release advisors, just solicitors, and just to have build like a, a little background of a community of people just for referrals and things like that. And I'm trying to get involved in, and I've been to a couple of BNI meetings where you have one from each industry. So you've got a broker, you've got a solicitor, you've got, and. I was told and it stuck with me and it wasn't too long ago either. Um, yeah, I really recommend you do that because I think you'll do really well in those events because you'll stick out like a sore thumb. Oh my God, a sore thumb. Yeah. So I was, I'll, I'll give stick- you a sore thumb. Yeah, I'll give you something else. Sir. But that's what, oh. that's, what, yeah, you'll, that's what they said. You'll do well because. So not because of your ability or of service none of those things but because you will stick out like a sore thumb you will do well so basically because you're not the norm you will get people's attention obviously you can read into that what you want and I don't look my best today I can look all right sometimes and maybe I did that day but you know what I'm saying like they say oh because because you're blonde you're young and and all those things you'll stick out so you'll do well because people will talk to you doesn't mean they're gonna take you seriously does it it's people just interested in you because yeah, it's that's common. I, I get it. I, I've been it's there. Yeah, I've been there. You know, I I, I often get asked. Um, you know, I often wonder, and I belittle myself because I think, oh, was I just asked to speak on stage because they'll know I turn up with like a yellow dress and I'll be yeah. really enthusiastic and charismatic? Like, or are they actually listening and taking me seriously? Or have I been hired as a BDM to balance out? the the males in the room you know like it's very common for bdms to be female because it's a female walking into a male room and therefore you want to attract attention and this is this has got this has got harder as i've got older because 
Um, I've been aging like wine, actually. Oh, I've done very well at aging because actually in my teens, I, I hated like my look when I was young. I was never referred to as good looking ever. No, like when I was little, I, I was overweight and, you know, I, I just did not grow into my look until I was much older. So I've always considered myself to be a bookworm and to be a geek and to be smart and to like work really, really hard. And then as I got older, really? Yeah. yeah. Cause then as I got older, everyone was like, Oh, like, you know, they started, you know, acknowledging my looks. And I was like, no, no, I don't, I'm not used to this. Like, I don't understand why the looks is what's getting me far now because I'm actually really hardworking and I'm, you know, so, academic as well reach it I honestly you're I've, I've had exactly the same experience as you so I was the same throughout school as a straight A student everything like that. I was quiet I say I was overweight like you I didn't get any attention whatsoever and then going in and when I went into college I had red hair piercings all over my face I wasn't taken seriously at all and then I was like right and it's silly, but it's like it's time to grow up now so then it went hand in hand with trying to be taken seriously in finance and everything like that. So I, I dyed my hair blonde. I wanted to make myself look normal and fit in. So in a world where you already don't fit in anyway, and then I, I was doing that. And then all of the rest of this come along, like you're ex- describing there, it was inappropriate comments and attention. I'm thinking, hang on a minute, where's this coming from? That's not anything I've ever experienced before. I've always just thought to be taken seriously for my brain. and like what I've got to offer there and now all of a sudden like I had an experience where like for us as well like we're we're trying to arrange meetings for our business and things like that and some people say like I prefer to meet in person it's just what some people prefer to do isn't it so I still get really really nervous when that happens because I've had a couple of negative experiences with that and we went through one together didn't we we did and I've had another one since as well it wasn't anywhere near as bad, but it was another one. So it's people wanting to meet you just because they want to spend time with you in public. And it's... Oh, my God, that is so cringe. Oh, my God, I'm so... it happens. Honestly, I was and... really scared when that happened to you. Um, I won't go into the, the ins and outs, but, like, yeah, we, we had a bit of a scare, didn't we? Because we were doing hmm. like, your LinkedIn growth campaign and you were, like, getting meetings like no other. You were just literally banging meetings in hmm. your diary. You were getting so busy. You were getting so many leads. And then I just felt really responsible because, obviously, I can't control some people that are out there that are have got ill intentions and I just thought oh my gosh I don't want to put Lindsay out there but you you got through that and you're still yeah. going through it like how are you how are you dealing with these like scary situations because they can be scary and people might listening to this might think well I'm not going to put myself out there on social media because I don't want to encounter these situations no you just be diligent and just trust your gut on things if something feels like it's not right it's probably not right and to be honest it is it's so minimal it's so few and far between but I don't think it matters what situation you're in in life you're going to ex- if you're going to experience it you're going to experience it it just it is what it is I wouldn't ever say don't be encouraged to do this on social media it's transformed my business I wouldn't have a business without what I've done it's needed it is needed and just unfortunately you just have to have your wits about you so all I'll say is if you're going to agree if someone says they want to do a face-to-face meeting with you. Just do your due diligence first. Make sure they are who they say they are. Do 
your AML checks on the first. If we're working finance and we're arranging meetings on that basis, just get a process in place that means you have to do an initial call. You have to get ID from them, just those sort of things. And just don't make it a big deal. Just say this is part of our process just so that we can pencil this meeting in. I need a few things from you. If they're legit, they will send them. If they're not, they won't. Yeah, if the, and also just be that extra bit mindful because wh- when you're really hungry for business, you can sort of forget to do these um, this can. due diligence, can you? Because you're so excited. You're like, wow, this is working and I really need the business. So I'm going to meet them. And if you do end up in that situation where you do forget to do the checks or the checks haven't quite come through, but you're really confident about this one, always, always, always just be mindful of where you're meeting that person. Make sure it's not too close to home. Make sure they don't see like where you've parked and where your car is. Meet them in a public location that everyone else can witness you guys there. Text someone, let them, all the the standard things as if you were going to go on a date, right? You would let your friends know. Maybe you would drop a pin to your a partner at home saying like look this is where I am um you know all that kind of stuff maybe you could schedule for someone to give you a call at a certain time you know there's so many tactics that you can use and mm-hmm. always be safe but remember that social media is safe because there's a screen between you and that person and at the very most the only thing that could hurt you is words which you can block anyway you can block delete report so actually the social media part is the safe part if you decide to take it off social media and you decide to meet meet face to face which I've never had to do Lindsay like I've literally built my business like you said I wouldn't have a business if it weren't for the internet I've built all my business online because it was during a pandemic so I had no choice but not to meet anybody Mm -hmm. and it was all online so you can still stay safe as long as you are just a street smart on the yeah. streets as you are online. So yeah, you definitely need to do that. So thanks for sharing that. And uh, before we do come to an end, because um, I know you and I can talk for hours, mm-hmm. but um, is there a little announcement that you would like to make? Oh God, I don't like personal things. On, uh, I know, I know. But we, I did ask permission about this first. Yeah, so anyone listening, I'm not putting her on the spot. I did ask permission because I'm really proud um, of what she's about to say, but I'll let her say it. Yeah, so you don't, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll add to it as well, which you're going to yeah. love this as well, if yeah. that goes in the podcast. So um, I'm actually having a little girl um, in July <gasps> as well. Oh um, so yeah, I haven't really announced much to the world, anything like that. I've been, I've been quite private about it. Um, so yeah, so for all of, all of these things that we've been through today, I'm obviously extra passionate about it now, because now I'm a different kind of role model to a female coming into the world. So everything that we've been through, I feel so strongly about. But so as of July, I'll be juggling that responsibility um, as well as everything else. So oh <laughs> it's going to be an interesting I'm so year. Proud of you. Um, you know why I really am proud that proud that you mentioned it because if you hadn't, right? Can I just be honest, right? Yeah. I know women in financial services that are pregnant, and they haven't said anything. There's a reason. I don't want to not be taken seriously or for someone to think, oh, she's going to go off the grid. I'm not yeah. going to deal with her because I'm not going to, yeah. be able to speak to her. It's genuinely not the case because I'm such a workaholic. I won't, I'm not going to be. Just don't justify her. it. No, this but is the problem. I'm scared. I Right. So this is my bugbear with it is that I'm not pregnant and I haven't got kids and I'm really scared and I, I'm, I'm, fine about being vulnerable about this like I am scared about 
having a baby in the future because of how I'll be perceived and how people will think, oh, well, she's just not going to be as passionate anymore. She's not going to be available. She's not going to be hands-on. And I've got all these fears about... I have the same ones. Right. And and so when I see people like you, uh, you are the proof to me that it can be done. Right. And I need you. Like, you don't know how much this is yeah. helping me because like, I need to see that you can have it all. And then I look at people like JLo and I'm like, mm. gosh, if she can have the body, yeah. all, the, all the husbands and uh, that, <laughs> not that part I don't want, but like if she can have the man, the kids, the career, the body and everything, like it can be possible. But you, you have a responsibility, Lindsay. I will one day have a responsibility when I'm pregnant that I have to, if I don't talk about it, what is that saying? What is yeah, that saying? It's the dream. When, yeah, you, you've got the nail on the head of why I haven't said anything about it. And it is exactly that. It's the fear of how that's going to impact everything that you've built. So you put your heart and soul and everything into building what you've got. You think, I'm, I'm going to lose it all because of yeah. what everyone else thinks. Whereas you know yeah. deep down you're not going to let yourself down. You no. know you're a warrior and you know you're going to manage it all. Somehow yeah. you will just do it. But it's just you feel like you have to prove yourself again. Because yeah, exactly. Because, so, you know, one of my competitors is, well, I say competitors, but we, you know what I mean, one for a better word. But Gary Das, for example, right? He's just had another kid. Yeah, but whilst that kid's popping out, no. he's at the gym, he's like doing his stuff. And like to him, he it, it doesn't even bat an eyelid. He's like, yeah, so says my baby. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, back onto the webinar. And you're like, hold on, when I have a baby, I'm probably going to have to be like, so these are my hours, I'm definitely going to be available from, you know, I'm going to have to prove that I can juggle both. And yeah. I just, I don't, obviously, it's not Gary's fault. Gary is a m massive advocate for women in the industry. And that's why I love him. But yeah, it just doesn't feel the same. It just doesn't feel equal. So I'm really glad you're doing this. I'm, I, I you know, your little girl is coming into a world where you are positively trying to make it better for someone mm. like her and I reckon I reckon like you you've got this far in business but and you've got drive and you've got hunger but wait till you get that little kid in your exactly. arm you are gonna be like I just can't wait it's gonna happen to mm. you like yeah I'm very excited for you. So thank you oh, for sharing you. that. For me, this is a selfish question, guys. This was a selfish question. I wanted Lindsay to prove to me that you can talk about it. You can have it. You can be passionate and ambitious. And she's spoken for 30 minutes on how passionate she is about the business. And she's carrying a human being inside <laughs> her. Like, I just don't know how that feels. I just, wow. Wow. You will. Yeah, no, it's, it's something like no other. I tell you what, you you feel the love before they're even here. Like you genuinely do, and it already it already changes your outlook and how you see things, and it just gives you even more fire, even more fire. When I found I found out last week that it was a little girl, and it just straight away gave me more fire for everything that I believed in. Wow! Just, Did you I know? Like, I don't know if this is true or not. I knew from the start. New what? What are you gonna? No, well, I don't know if this is just a TikTok thing or Instagram that makes me believe shit that doesn't even exist but apparently <laughs> it's very common that your firstborn if it's a firstborn girl um they tend to be quite uh like very leadership orientated mm -hmm. yeah. i think she's gonna be a force yeah Definitely. she's gonna be a force uh, I, I knew i knew before i found out it was about there was I a just knew. Oh, wow I just you knew. Can, I just knew. the energy mm, i just knew wow. i can't explain it i just knew straight away 
I literally got shivers. Like I am (laughs) so excited for you. Um, On that note, uh, I think our time's up. Yeah, I I, want to respect your time because you've got a busy schedule to get to. So thank you again for being here with me today. And I know we'll catch up plenty offline. uh, But is there anyone that you would love to see on the show. So we call this positive pollination, this part of the show where we say, Mm. well, thanks for coming on the show. Obviously the B theme and everything. So to help others flourish, uh, you have to, or to, you know, cross pollinate, you have to spread the pollen. So, you know, kind of sprinkle your own magic dust, if you like. So who would you love to see on the show? Who do you think would be amazing on this show? Oh God, they're going to hate me because I haven't given them a heads up or anything. I know. Um, I know, so I work... to be on the show, but no, I work so closely with some really, really good women. But in particular, there there are a few that work at Glenhawk. Um, they're an amazing team. So Sam Emery, she's probably going to hate me for recommending her. Oh, anyway, I think but I used to work with her. Didn't she? Sam, work... she's yeah. outstanding. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I love working with her. She's she's got so many stories. She's works so hard to get to where she is in the industry and she's just amazing but she she works with some incredible women there as well so it's not just Sam at the level she's at the underwriter she works with Rashma and Amy Davenport the case manager there that the three of them are just incredible so I would recommend those three then they could maybe do it together as a trio perhaps that would be amazing they're amazing all of them the way this usually happens is when the show is released and your show is out um to simply surprise them with a tag and saying I nominate blah 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 now some have said yeah sure oh my gosh like most most women have literally cried at the nomination they're like oh my gosh I can't believe you thought of me so that's why I want it to come from you the speaker rather than me because I know who Sam is but I I want her to know that she is appreciated outside, you know, of her day-to-day job. So I'm sure they will all be delighted to hear from you. So thank you for that. Um, and if you are listening, ladies, uh, you have been nominated. And if you are mm. interested in being on the show, you can approach me directly. As you see, it's a very casual chat. We can talk about whatever you like, but it's about bringing more female faces on the screen. And we all have a responsibility to do so. We can't say, oh, there's not enough women on the screen. And then we just all hide away. So we yeah. have to come out in order for us to be seen. So thank you again, my love. And um, I will chat to you offline. Cool. Thank you.